The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. It is the early line on Sports Grid. We are live right here on a Tuesday morning on the heels of the 4th of July. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside, DRS. How are you feeling? Feeling good here. Waking up early once again here after a nice little three-day break, bringing the heat to the people. It is nice, though, to start on a Tuesday, but my goodness, a lot happened over this holiday weekend. It certainly did. Let's get right into it because over the, I think on a Friday, actually, we saw a massive, massive trade in the NBA. Rudy Gobert is on the Minnesota Timberwolves and every pick seemingly in the history of this franchise now belongs to Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz. What essentially works out to six first round picks if you include Walker Kessler, who was sent over. It appears Utah could be going for a rebuild and Donnie, the Minnesota Timberwolves are looking to be contenders. Yeah, interesting trade here overall because we said at the end of the year something had to change in Utah. Now one of the major pieces is gone. The head coach is gone, and away they go into the rebuilding process. But also an interesting move from the Minnesota Timberwolves perspective here to get an elite dominant defensive center that maybe frees up Cat a little bit down low. We'll see how that works out. But it's not a, I, for both franchises, Kevin. I actually think it worked out very well. I feel like in a weird way this trade. You want to kind of sum up the state of the NBA. The Timberwolves are 36-1 to to win the title after that move. The team right in front of them, the Brooklyn Nets at 33-1. to Probably because we're still waiting on any massive Brooklyn Nets news. The one piece of news that we did get, though, is that this is from Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. We have had some traction on a Russell Westbrook to Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving to the Lakers deal conversation. It still seems like the KD move would have to come first. But, Donnie, these two sides are talking. Yes, they are talking. I'm going to say it's probably the Nets holding up this end of the bargain here because they're probably trying to squeeze a little bit more out of the Los Angeles Lakers by saying, like, the Dallas Mavericks have a chance here. The Philadelphia 76ers are in on this. I'm actually surprised these trades didn't go down much, much sooner and possibly over this past weekend. But I do feel that this week we're going to get resolution across the board in the NBA. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I do think that the framework of anything between the Nets and the Lakers is likely done, but a Durant deal needs to go first. And Donnie, maybe teams got close, and then Rudy Gobert was traded for, you know, 
five first-round picks, and all of a sudden things needed to be held up a little bit there because obviously the Nets maybe needed to recalibrate what actually lines up as a fair offer. We'll also talk a little summer league today as Chet Holmgren will make his debut in Utah with the Thunder, which will be exciting to see in the Major League Baseball thing uh, side of things. Man, the LA Angels. Look, I, I don't know. For some people's money, the two best players in the absolute sport, they're awful. They're, they're in fourth place in the AL West. They're just a bad baseball team, Donnie. And I don't know what you do here because L.A. is big box office. They, I'm sure, probably sure they don't want to trade Mike Trout or trade Shohei Otani, even though it would rebuild their farm system. But something's clearly not right right now because you take a look at this team coming into the season. We expected glo- doom and gloom, right, because that's what the Angels usually mm-hmm. provide us. But we had that one glimmer of hope for about the first three to four weeks. So, you know what? There's a really good chance this team can make the playoffs. And here they are sitting at 37 and 44, 16 games back already of the Astros. Same old Angels, as I like to say. The Tigers, the Royals, and the Athletics are the only team in the American League with a worse record, which means the Baltimore Orioles are just as good as the Los Angeles Angels. If that does not speak volumes to where this team is, then I don't really know what will. Our radio audience is here on this Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie, right side of the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159, talking about the, the big stories that developed over the weekend. And one of them, Donnie, was a bit of a scary injury for Juan Soto. It does appear, though, that he has avoided major injury related to his calf. Yeah, let's see how quickly he can come back because one thing the athletes really don't know about are their hamstrings and their calves. I'll be fine. It just flared up. The MRI said nothing. Mm -hmm. We'll see over the next couple days if he does get back into the lineup, if he can re-injure that because also, let's keep in mind, in the midst of a hundreds, as they say hundreds with an S, hundreds of million dollars of contract Mm -hmm. negotiations going on right now with the Nationals, he certainly doesn't want to have any devastating injuries here that are going to mess that up. Yeah, certainly not. And to be fair, it's the Nationals – one of the very worst teams in Major League Baseball. They are horrible, and if they want to trade him to try and replenish their situation, then they also might be encouraged to move at a glacier pace as it pertains to getting him back out on the field. How about wide receiver one potentially in Green Bay being Alan Lazard? Aaron Rodgers was asked about this as we're getting closer and closer to football season, saying he's excited for this opportunity for Alan Lazard. Donnie, I don't believe him. No, because the concept that we're going to talk about and also the uh, quotations that are going back and forth was, yeah, this guy used to do a lot of our dirty work. Now he's going to get a chance to be a number one. Sounds like a great plan out there in Green Bay. Again, that wide receiver core, if you go through it, it will stun you, truly. We'll talk about not just MVP odds as it relates to Aaron Rodgers. We've also got the over-under first passing yards prop for this season and maybe where the value could lie. Wimbledon still ongoing uh, on the men's side of things. Novak still a big-time favorite, but a huge shift on the women's side. Donnie has Swiatek had a 37-match win streak snapped over the weekend. Yeah, it looks like some uh, things up in the air on the women's side of the tournament. Some guys, some excuse me, I should say some women that you didn't expect to be this deep into the tournament now making a run here wide open at Wimbledon here. Who thought that? Enough time intentionally to make sure that we get an eighth headline in. Joey Chestnut, ah, 63 dogs, yeah. well off the world mm. record. But he added in a chokehold, which I think makes up mm-hmm. for at least probably 15 dogs. So Joey Chestnut reigns. Look like Hook out there. We'll be right back. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to right here on the early line. And there was a odd shifting trade in the NBA just a couple of days ago that sent Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves and it sent back to Utah a world of picks. 2022 first round selection Walker Kessler was in the deal and then it was also sending over 2023, 2025 and 2027 picks unprotected as well as a top five protected selection in 2029. I think there's a pick swap in there as well. Minnesota certainly hoping that that will never come to materialize. A massive massive trade. Danny Ainge goes to Utah and immediately tries to basically see if he can recreate the Boston rebuild by having all of the draft ammo. Minnesota, Donnie, trying to go for it, obviously, in the playoffs last year, the seventh seed in the Western Conference. This deal, what was your big takeaway? My big takeaway is if you just read the deal itself here, Kevin, because it's pretty laughable. You're talking about an an elite player in the NBA defensively, let's just say, right? It's not LeBron James, not Anthony Davis, but you have Rudy Gobert is the trade piece here. And you get back Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Bomaro, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first-round pick, and 2029 first-round pick. It's like it feels like it's the biggest trade, and like this is the best player we've ever seen in the NBA get traded. And obviously, that's not correct. But also, you could take a look at the NBA and say how careless I guess you could be when you draft later in the first round. Because if you have a lottery pick, those are the ones right lottery protected, as we see quite a few top ten protected, top five protected, because that's where you get your legitimate play players from but it just goes to show you if you're drafting in the 20s in the NBA those players Kevin what basically meaningless or you could say like oh every once in a while a star comes around where you get them in the second round or you know late in the first round I get it but it just shows you the amount of front office Mm -hmm. potential that they put into those first round picks late in the round they don't matter because remember the NBA or excuse me the NFL Kevin you had just let's just say a good quarterback right a good quarterback go for four first round picks and a pick swap 
He's like, hold on now. You just rebuilt this other team's entire franchise based on one good football player. Not like that in the NBA. If you take a look here at the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're in the win games here, but also at the same time, Utah's in to stack the deck and see what's going to happen over the next couple of years. So for me, while that is an unbelievable amount of picks to send out, and I do think that they probably should have been able to get this done without all of these picks. Like, I, I don't know. I'd love to know what the second best offer on the table was. Was It was also five first-round picks, but only two players, right, potentially being sent over to Utah. Like, I think Minnesota paid an unbelievable load. But with that being said, I think they're going to be a pretty good basketball team. They are right now booked with the eighth-best odds to win the Western Conference at 19-1. to I think there's a world of value on that. The Minnesota Timberwolves last year were 46 and 36. They added, at minimum, one of the better regular season players in the NBA in Rudy Gobert. Defensive win shares, Gobert has been top three, five of the last six seasons. Gobert is as consistent as it gets. Do you know who's the favorite for defensive player of the year for this coming season? It's Rudy Gobert. And the other thing is, this is a very, very young core. Obviously, D'Lo and Cat, same draft, 26 years old. And Anthony Edwards is 20. This team needed to get better on the defensive side of the basketball. And I'm pretty sure they just gave themselves a legitimate chance at being a top five team on the defensive side of the basketball because that's what Rudy Gobert did in Utah year over year over year, despite the fact that not really anybody else were any type of defensive stalwart. And people maybe say, whoa, 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 whoa. What about all of this size now in the front court in Cat and Gobert? Offensively, it's fine. Carl Anthony Towns is a 40-plus percent shooter from beyond the arc. Again, statistically, there has never been a more efficient three-point shooting seven-footer. Gobert stays down low, attacks the offensive glass, and finishes lobs. I think that this all fits perfectly, DRS. When we talk about, again, eight, when we get to the playoffs, matchups, matchups, matchups. But I, ter- I certainly would take a bet that they will have better than the eighth-best record in the Western Conference. Yeah, they probably will. And also, when you take a look at the fits, right, for Rudy Gobert, you're going to a team that you say, okay, we can't be offensively challenged where we're going to play three-on-five on the offensive side against your defense. But now you yep. take a look at some elite scores here on offense for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Russell Edwards, excuse me, Russell Edwards, Anderson, and Carl Anthony Towns, where Gobert can sort of fit in where he gets in, right? I'm going to concentrate on getting rebounds on the offensive glass. Stay out of the way. And you're right. For having some guys on your offense that are elite three-point shooters, including big guys, Rudy can just hang around the basket and just do some damage but then on defense he can really just hone in and say all right if we're not that elite on defense you know what you really need a shot blocker and a rim protector and that's exactly what you get it's one of those fits where you try to equate it to ben simmons in philadelphia hey you can't go to a team that's going to rely on you for offense when it looks like it might have been a perfect fit in brooklyn if everybody stayed around but now ben simmons is going to be putting that forefront of i have to play offense here along with defense where rudy gobert can say i know what i'm really good at I'll go. I'll get you 10 boards, 12 boards every single night, block a couple shots, clean up some of the dirty work, and that's all that they need them for here, Kev. And here's, again, you look at the West, right? So the Suns are the favorite. We'll get to the KD stuff in a bit. Golden State just won the title, understandably so. Kawhi and PG with the Clippers plus 360. Lakers are moving. That's the Kyrie bump. Denver's 11-1? to In what world is Denver that much better than what Minnesota just did? Uh, none, basically? 
Oh, but Jamal Murray's coming back. Uh, okay, I guess. Dallas didn't get better this off. Dallas did not get better this offseason. Mavericks have no idea, clearly, that they're supposed to keep adding pieces outside of Christian Wood to the Luka Doncic situation there. They're 13-1, to and Memphis is 13-1, to and Memphis, again, was absolutely fantastic last year. Like, to me, again, you're looking at a Minnesota team, Donnie, that should be ahead of probably Denver and Dallas at this rate and should at least be 13-1 to to win the Western Conference. So I just think right now they're presenting a ton of value. The secondary question becomes, what all of a sudden now happens with Donovan Mitchell? Utah is trying to tell people that they're going to sit and build around Donovan Mitchell. He's a young franchise cornerstone. I don't believe that at all. I don't know how that's possibly the plan. You're going to miss the playoffs this year almost assuredly if you make that move. Minnesota's going for it. We, I mean, we listed off all these other teams right now. I mean, the Jazz, for reference, are 65-1 to 1 to win the West. Do you think that they're serious about keeping Donovan Mitchell? I mean, I guess they are, because if we look around the rest of the NBA, we're going to build around Dame, stupid. We're going to build around Bradley Beal, stupid. <laughs> and maybe you're doing the same thing here as you take a look out in Utah, right? I mean, it's just that's just the way it feels. We yeah. thought there was going to be a big shakeup in Utah when the season ended, and we're getting that here. Coach gone, you know, Gobert gone. But usually those two guys can't fit together. It's one or the other. If they get rid of both, but it also you take a look, you're right. Danny Ainge going there and just rebuilding the entire system tearing it completely down, stacking draft picks up, make a couple good draft picks, see if you can turn those other draft picks into proven players. Maybe that's the way to go, but it is interesting that they got rid of the coach and their two-star players, and we'll see if that facilitates more winning in the future. Because certainly right around the corner, they're not winning next year. You're right. And if you're Utah, though, you don't need to rush because, one, Donovan Mitchell's not priority one on really anybody's board. Everybody's going to be prioritizing Kevin Durant right now. Let the Kevin Durant trade materialize. And then when Miami strikes out, because Miami's not at this rate, I don't think live at all in the Kevin Durant market. Again, we'll expand on that in our next segment. When Miami strikes out, see what they offer up for Kevin Durant. Look, here's the potential starting five for Utah this year. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Bojan Bogdanovic, Jared Vanderbilt, and Hassan Whiteside. Hassan, I mean, Hassan Whiteside. So this Utah team, uh, I just think, will try and figure out what they can get for Donovan Mitchell. I guess the one thing that would make it, again, a little bit difficult is if you just were able to secure five first-round picks, essentially, for Rudy Gobert, isn't that kind of the floor as to what you would need for Donovan Mitchell? The Jazz really ended up with the Minnesota Timberwolves throwing the market in disarray. I think it's why we're talking about this trade and not a Kevin Durant trade right now. We'll expand on all of that as we are live with you right here on a Tuesday morning on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. think that the Jazz Timberwolves trade might be a big reason as to why we have not been able to get a lot of concrete news around a Kevin Durant deal. Before we get to the KD side of things, the one piece of legitimate reporting that we got is that the Lakers and the Nets have talked Russ Kyrie. Russell Westbrook to Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. And there was an additional piece in that report that I I almost felt as if I was reading a Laker fan fiction as opposed to what's legitimately happening, which was that Joe Harris is a player the Nets want included in the deal. One of the 10 best shooters in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets are desperate to send to the Lakers, who've basically never provided LeBron elite shooting since he's been there, And now, the Lakers are apparently in such a good position. They're like, nah, we don't love his contract. We want Seth Curry. Again, the state of things, to to think about where the Lakers were before the Kyrie situation materialized for them of, basically, can they get rid of Russ as their only positive move this offseason was really how it felt, and, and there's no other reason to feel any differently. Now, the Lakers have the fourth best odds to win the West, with a pretty considerable gap between where the fifth team is and then how much closer they are to that top three. Again, I I know we have to wait for the Kevin Durant deal, Donnie, but as we get closer and closer, it seems like Kyrie Irving on the L.A. Lakers is inevitable. Yes, and it felt like the offseason was the biggest move the Lakers could make was just cutting Westbrook outright and paying him a check to play for somebody else, and you can't sign anybody because he technically still counts against your salary cap. And now saying, all right, we're in a little bit more of a power position. It's amazing how some things change in the NBA where, again, like, oh, we're going to have to rely on Carmelo Anthony again next year as our elite shooter off the bench. And now you're looking at declining guys and actually saying, like, no, we don't want this elite shooter. We'll take your other elite shooter from your team because you want to include them in this deal it's amazing like you talk about maybe a lifeline as we like to say for the los angeles lakers it seems like you're getting one because we were talking about just a few short weeks ago kevin should lebron james just say look man it's going nowhere here in los angeles with me yeah. i'm still looking to chase one or two more rings get me out of town get a package together rebuild your franchise set me on my way and now it looks like the lakers can build themselves into something when they open training camp you know what guys we stay healthy, we might be able to make a run at this Western Conference. And isn't it incredible to think about whatever you thought that Lakers starting five was going to be, potentially rounding out Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, LeBron AD, and fit in whoever you want to be a fifth. That just didn't feel realistic at all. 
They're plus 600 to win the Western Conference. And that's the thing for the Lakers is when Kevin Durant and that domino eventually falls, Phoenix will either become a you know strong favorite or they'll fall back with the rest of the pack, right? And then that, we'll, we'll see where KD ultimately shakes out, right? But you know, to me, Donnie, I think when the Kyrie news comes final, again, the Lakers are plus 600. Do you think that goes, say, 5-1, to 4-1, to one, maybe better? Or is this, as we kind of talk about, you know, with other things, is this the Kyrie price? Or, or is the book right now like, yeah, this guy's a Laker and they're plus 600? No, no. I, I do think it's going to change here because that you'll get more and more bets, even though people are anticipating, right, Kyrie Irving going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Once it happens, that's where you see more of the bets come in because even if the sharper guys are thinking already that he's mm -hmm. there, let me get a 6-1 to price because it's probably going to move to 5-1 to one or 4-1 to one after this. Most of the betting public is not going to jump ahead of this move like, hey, betting the Lakers if they get Kyrie and Kyrie ends up in Philadelphia or Dallas. Then you're back to square one with the Lakers where they realistically don't have any chance to win the Western Conference without a major move coming down the pike, which, quite frankly, they can't get. It looks like it's going to be all Kyrie or no Kyrie, which is kind of interesting where the Lakers don't say, hey, let's push this deal through as soon as possible, not leave that door open for Book and Nets to say, all right, well, uh, the Lakers deal is decent. Oh, look at this. Mark Cuban's coming over the top with a better move. We'll see if that g gets out, but your initial point here, that's 6-1. to one, It's going to move if they get Kyrie. It really is in the Western Conference standings there. I totally agree. Again, I think they'll be firmly in the mix with this top three right now, which is the Suns, the Warriors, and the Clippers in front of them. It really is, and whenever this is eventually materializes, we'll be able to break it down a little bit more at length. It is incredible that the Lakers' two options are keep Russ and be viewed as a non-legit threat whatsoever, or add Kyrie Irving and become a legitimate title contender. And there is no in-between. For this basketball team but it does look like they very well could get their way but that Durant trade needs to happen there are two teams who have now been talked about quite a bit in the Durant sweepstakes over the weekend I want to get one out of the way because I don't think there's any chance it happens in any scenario and that's the Golden State Warriors I don't care how much they say the Warriors are talking I don't care if Steph reaches out if Draymond reaches out no way any of these parties are so lacking in self-awareness that they think it would be a good idea to let this deal happen here. I just, I can't imagine any scenario where Kevin Durant, with the season that he had and the one the Warriors had, goes back to Golden State, Donnie. I don't care what draft compensation or package of young players is on the table. If Kevin Durant is going to block any move, that would be the move to block. And again, if I were the Golden State, you know, top three of Steph, Draymond, that I'm not pushing for this move. They can't possibly think this makes sense. You know, it's, it's kind of funny because obviously if Kevin Durant goes to Golden State and they keep the, uh, you know, their big three intact and add Durant, of course, they're probably going to win an NBA championship. But your point is valid here. Let's take a look at both sides of the equation. If you are Kevin Durant and you go back to Golden State, Golden State just won a championship without you. So the narrative is, yeah, man, we win them all the time without KD. So if he wants to come play with us, that's cool. We'll win some more. But make no mistake about it. KD or no KD, we're a championship organization. So even when you flip it to the opposite side and you say to yourself, okay, well, what do we gain here if you're Kevin Durant and moving over? It's, you know, it, it just doesn't fit in the public life because nobody really wins here. Kevin Durant is probably the bigger loser if they would have lost last year. Can you imagine Kevin Durant coming back going, yeah, 
you guys needed me. You're not as good without me here. But they don't have that now. Like, the narrative is gone. Golden State's probably like, sure, we'll add you on. But from a KD perspective, if you're looking at legacy, would it be nice to pick up another championship? Absolutely. But what credit does Kevin Durant get for NBA championships when it's like, dude, they won before you, they won with you, they won after you, and then if you came back, they won again. Who wins there? It's the Golden State Warriors trio. It's not Kevin Durant here. I can't imagine he goes back with that narrative, you know, slinking where it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go build my own way. I don't need you guys. I came here and won championships. I'll show y'all win championships without you. And it just didn't work out. For Kevin Durant, it's a real bad move from a PR standpoint for me. I'll make this very clear. If Kevin Durant goes to the Golden State Warriors and they win the title, it will do nothing Nothing for his legacy. Not one single. But what if he had, unless Steph is hurt the entire postseason, it will do nothing for KD's legacy to go to Golden State and win a championship. If, if I were KD, you might as well retire at that point. Or, But I know he doesn't care about the legacy stuff, but he's requesting a trade because he wants to go be in a better situation to win. I know, I know. Keep tweeting through it, pal. The other team that's in the mix here apparently is the Toronto Raptors. You want to talk about lacking self-awareness. Here is the thing with the Toronto Raptors is their fan base right now is screaming from the mountaintops, don't trade Scotty Barnes, don't trade Scotty Barnes, don't trade Scotty Barnes. If you wouldn't trade Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant, then you simply don't think you are a Kevin Durant away from winning the NBA championship. If you think that that basketball team swapped out Scotty for KD and would be able to win a championship, which they would, you make the deal. That's it's it is that simple. Sending out Pascal, OG, Fred Van Vliet and every other pick and running out Scotty Barnes, Durant and Boucher you're a second-round exit, but hey, at least you've got Scott, Scotty Barnes for a decade plus. I, I just feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I see these reactions here, Donnie. If they can get this deal done by sending out Scotty Barnes and, and a gang of picks, Donnie, I think the Toronto Raptors, with a starting five of roughly Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Kevin Durant, Pascal Siakam, and Chris Boucher. I mean, they, they are probably favorites to win the Eastern Conference, if not the NBA championship. Now, what's wrong with this fan base, right? What's their crutch to stand back on? Man, you know what? I've been a fan for so long for Toronto. Last time we traded for a big-time player, we won a championship. So you don't want to do it again? You don't like that blueprint? Man, I wish we would have had all the same guys. Forget about Kawhi. He left us with a championship. I would rather not want it and still have the guys on it. Stop the madness. The goal of an NBA franchise, the goal of being a fan of a franchise, is when you start that NBA season, you say to yourself, Kevin, we can legitimately win a championship this year. If you get Kevin Durant, you can say that. But again, if we look at me, look at me, city of Philadelphia here. I tell you right now, this fan base, you can trade for Kevin Durant, get him with James Harden and Joel Embiid, and be on your way to challenge for an NBA championship. I'm pretty sure 50%. But you know what? I can't. I can't give up. I can't give up on Maxie. Like in six years, if the Sixers are the number four seed, it's because Maxie, man. And he said, stop the madness. The goal is to win. worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Win today. Get the best player you can on your team. So I do love it in Toronto, Kevin, because, again, 
We can't do this. Why? Because it just worked and gave you a championship? My goodness, Toronto, stop it. But again, if the Cavs traded Evan Mobley for Kevin Durant, the Cavs, I would not take as serious title contenders because of what's left. If you trade Scotty Barnes, you can legitimately win uh. a title. Or just keep the status quo, be the sixth seed, get eliminated by Trey Young in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, we the North. MLB, we the next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Major League Baseball obviously starting to heat up here. And there were a lot of interesting spots to follow over the weekend. I want to start, though, with probably what is right now the hottest team in Major League Baseball, which has to be the Houston Astros, because it includes handing a three-game sweep of the L.A. Angels uh, on the docket as well. They had a nice comeback yesterday against the Kansas City Royals. You know, DRS, we've been talking about this Astros team more and more who have really, you know, kind of offered up a legitimate case, I think, over maybe the last, I don't know, month of baseball maybe, at least, where they could reasonably be World Series favorites. No, and they're a really good baseball team. 52-27 and 27 now in the season, doing damage against good baseball teams where we saw them against the New York Mets and also the New York Yankees, and then certainly handling their business against lower-rung teams. And yesterday, I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there with a parlay piece on the Houston Astros as you're watching going, oh, man, they got destroyed mm -hmm. today yet again, coming back with another big walk-off performance in the bottom of the ninth inning. It's just doing is astounding to me because this is one of those organizations where you look at, and if you try to equate it, let's just say, to the Washington Nationals. Right, you lose a lot of star players, but still able to hold above water. Well, at least until this year, at this point, you lose Bryce Harper, then you go win a World Series. They lost a lot of big pieces off that pitching staff and in that lineup. And here they are today, still one of the better teams in baseball. It's incredible what they're doing, but that's a show of you know strength here from that organization that lose a top player, replace him with another, and you don't miss a beat. 
in Jordan Alvarez is up to plus 750 to win that AL MVP. We know he's going to legitimately be in that race. I think, obviously, Judge and Otani are out ahead, but we know they're going to be involved. But I, I also want to bring up the Astros thing because it gives me an opportunity to bring up the Angels thing. 37-44, and 44, there's only three teams in the American League with a worse record. They house, at worst, two of the five best players in Major League Baseball in Otani and Trout. And it's not really as if either one of them are having down years. Otani is actually in the Cy Young race. Mike Trout is the only guy that'll give Judge a run for his money for the home run crown. And they're in fourth place in the AL West. You alluded to something, maybe jokingly, maybe seriously, about them actually trading one or if not both of these guys. I know that'll sound ridiculous, and, and maybe the Angels fans would rather just be awful but getting the chance to watch these guys play on a daily basis. But they are awful, and this doesn't work. And if, again, they traded at least only one of them, I would assume the return DRS to be an otherworldly level of prospects, which we know these teams do value. Do you think the Angels, as we get closer to the deadline here, should legitimately listen on offers around Mike Trout and or Shohei Otani? You would say they should do that, but also let's keep in mind, Trout's under contract for a long time. It's not as if a couple years ago, where I know being a Philadelphia Phillies fan before Bryce Harper came over, the thought was, hey, Trout's not re-signing there. He's going to go to a high bidder, and he's going to want to be a Philadelphia Philly, and that's where he's coming home. We well, signed early with Los Angeles to that mega deal, and then also you have Shohei Otani. So the preface I'm putting there with Mike Trout is you don't have the pressure of, well, he's not going to re-sign with us, so we better get something for him now. That's, that's not the case, and he's quite comfortable out in Los Angeles playing second fiddle to the Dodgers, it's apparent. But Choi Otani is going to be coming up in the next, I believe, year for arbitration. Now, why is that important? You still have control over him if you're the Angels. But after that, what happens? And where does your franchise move down the line? Like, I understand Mike Trout's still going to be a very good baseball player for the next three to four years. But where's the health of your franchise? Because is it because, well, we have Mike Trout on our team, and He's a superstar in Major League Baseball. We can sell tickets. I get all that. But the goal here, I mean, tickets sell when you're a winning organization. If you win baseball games in Los Angeles, they're going to fill up that stadium out there and be passionate about winning. Is it better to have Mike Trout and Troy Otani in that lineup where you have zero? It's crazy. Like, you have zero shot to win. How's it possible? Like, I, every time I see that in the odds, and even though I know my, you know Aaron Judge sits at that plus 100, but there was a good time frame for, like, the past two years where it was Otani and Trout won two in the MVP race, and your team stinks. It doesn't even factor in. It's not even comparable. Like, where is your organization at now with a depth perspective? We can say, okay, I have Shohei Otani in the two-hole, Mike Trout in the three-hole. Can't I just build a – not even a great roster, a competent roster around these guys? And they can't do it. You see their record, 37 and 44. So, oh, they're hovering around five. Don't no, forget about hovering around 500. You're 16 back of the division lead, and we're just past the 4th of July at this point. If I'm looking hard and fast here at the Angels and from an ownership group, look at this. Move on from those two big contracts, replenish your farm system, and try again. Because even though you have the best player overall in baseball over the past five to six years of my trout, it doesn't work. And clearly, whatever you're doing to throw money around it, not working either, maybe it's time to get some new scouts, new GM. But quite frankly, I would look into trading Trout and or Otani, or at least keeping them one more year before that arbitration kicks in for Otani to see if it works. But quite frankly, is it going to? Is this like the Utah Jazz game? Like, hey, it'll work next year. We got some good players. It doesn't work. Time to tear it down. We talk about that, like the, the Favre-Rogers, right, handing off the baton. Like the Angels basically are going to hand off the best player in baseball moniker from Trout to Otani 
but while Trout is still in his prime, and it means not... They lost 14 games in a row this year, and it ruined yeah. their entire season. They have the same record as the Baltimore Orioles. I, 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 will, I might just say that once a segment so everybody can finally register that. And I know Trout has eight years left on his deal. But, like, put it to you like this, DRS. He's got eight years left on his deal. How many times will they make the playoffs in those eight years? And that's not even including this year. So, call, I mean, call it eight and a half years. I mean, do you think they'll make it more than twice? Why would you actually think that there? And here's the thing. As, as much as I absolutely love Mike Trout, Shohei's a way bigger box office draw. So if that's the purpose, you hold on to Otani. You really do. And it's not like Trout and Otani or KD and Kyrie. As if I trade Mike Trout, Shohei is going to say, all right, well, send me out of here as well. That doesn't make any sense. That's not a thing that would all of a sudden start to materialize. And maybe you do it the other direction. Because I sit, I also don't think, Donnie, if they traded Shohei, I don't think Trout walks up to the front office, uh, you know, Damian Lillard style, and says, whoa, 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 get me out of town. I think he's like, ah, what are you going to do? All right, guys, let's go out there. Me and Rendon next year. I really think they need to take a legitimate look here because... Whatever this is, isn't working at all. At all. Yeah, much better. Let's take a Bradley Beal, right? But a much better Bradley Beal out there in L.A. Because if you ask my track, he likes this. You don't see, like, sometimes when you're in that star power position, and the thing that I do enjoy about Bryce Harper is even in the offseason, John Middleton, the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies, who has spent a lot of money pressuring them to make sure they sign JT Romuto to a long-term deal, telling him, go out and get Chris Bryant. And instead of saying, okay, we can't get Chris Bryant, how about we get you Castellanos and also Kyle Schwarber? You don't hear that out of Trout. Can you imagine if Mike Trout, you know, tomorrow had a beat writer on the side out in Los Angeles goes, you know what? I'm just, you know, I loved it here in L.A., but I'm not happy anymore. Like, I really want to win. And you really ratchet up the pressure on Artie Moreno, the owner of the Los Angeles Angels, to make moves mm -hmm. happen now. And if they can't say, okay, I need to be traded out because this is not what I signed up for. But from every indication, Mike Trout enjoys this. He didn't want to get the free agency. He didn't want the Phillies bidding on him, the Yankees bidding on him, the Dodgers bidding on him. So you know what? I'm so comfortable out here in California. I live in this second, you know, I don't want to say second-class organization because obviously they have a decent payroll there for the Angels, but the Dodgers are the big ticket in town, right? You can hide behind them. Hey, look, I'm going to hit 50 home runs. We're not going to make the playoffs. Everybody's going to love good guy Mike Trout here, and there's no pressure to win. Whereas let's just say he signed with the New York Yankees and didn't play well. Yankees fans will get on him. Signs with the Philadelphia Phillies, doesn't play well. They will get on him and hold him to a higher standard. Maybe just enjoys being L.A., and that's going to be the end of it because, quite frankly, typically star players hold all the cards, and they can hold their owners accountable. But I don't know if he even needs to do that at this point or even wants to. And, and yeah, oddly, I, I wonder if we're not saying this because, like, oh, like Mike Trout. Like maybe this is just best for the Angels to potentially think about. In the same way that you said, why are the Wizards so desperate to pay, you know, Bradley Beal? Maybe the Angels need to recalibrate what exactly they're doing. And they spend eighth, eighth you know, highest payroll this year, and it just doesn't materialize. I want to bring up a, a performance in, in Shane McClanahan, who continues to just be absolutely dominant. Uh, really, it feels like whenever he is out there, his ERA is at a, a 174. He is the favorite to win the AL Cy Young. It, it is interesting in what is it, you know, feels like a down year for Tampa. They still find a way to provide you a guy in the front of this rotation who is just 
absolutely fantastic whenever they send him the baseball. Yeah, and we'll play the name game here in the AL Cy Young Award winners here because he's been absolutely sensational, but doesn't play in front of a lot of fanfare down in Tampa. And if you post his picture alongside of Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, you wouldn't know who Shane McClanahan is. Like, who's this guy in here? What's he doing up here? Well, one of the most dominant pitchers in Major League Baseball. And who would have thought that it would be Tampa, right? Probably everybody. This is what Tampa does. Lose aces and just replace them with even more aces in their, you know, AAA and AA networks down there in their minor league system. It's incredible where you talk about also, I want to bring McClanahan up because, you know, Tampa wants a new stadium, right? Oh, let's play half of our games in Tampa and half in Montreal, or let's go to Puerto Rico for something. That's not going to work here. And quite frankly, if they build it, they still won't come in Tampa. Don't kid yourself, Tampa. Look at Miami. Oh, man, we can't play outside in Pro Player Stadium. It's so hot. It rains. Everybody will come out in droves once you build a new dome stadium on the old site of the Orange Bowl. And it's a mausoleum. It's dead quiet. Hundreds of people go. Not thousands. Hundreds of people go to watch them play. But it's just a credit there to Tampa Bay for saying, we're going to find a guy like Shane McClanahan. He's going to dominate. Where is he going to end up, Kevin? A 1-5 ERA. And also, talking about McClanahan, is he going to get lost? Because, I look, I know. Fans don't vote for the Cy Young. It's baseball writers. They know Shane McClanahan. But when I just said, like, mm-hmm. if you hang him up with a picture and say, which one of these four pitchers do you know? That's obviously Shane McClanahan is the one that most people would pick because they don't know. Does he lose a name game to Verlander, Cole, and Otani at the end of the season if he's comparable even better? McClan- we can't give it to McClanahan. Boy, it sounds just so much better to give it to Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees. I don't, I don't think so. I, I feel like for the Cy Young race, all, all in all, like the numbers are dead. I would think MVP would probably end up more narrative maybe than, say, the Cy Young situation would. McClanahan right now in the American League, you know, leads in strikeouts and ERA. He's got the highest war for pitchers. I mean, he's he's doing every, he's got one less win than Verlander, who has the most in the American League. I mean, there isn't a box that McClanahan isn't checking. And at least... Tampa Bay is going to be able to say, hey, we are, you know, in the playoff mix if if that maybe makes the difference. But, again, it, you know, Robbie Ray last year, right, DRS was able to beat out of Garrett Cole, who uh, was kind of really the only other option there in that race. So I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think that's the way it would go. Let me uh, point out quickly, you talk about the way these odds kind of continue to shift throughout a Major League Baseball season. The Mets and the Braves clearly positioned right now as the only two teams live in an NL East race. The Mets number is down to minus 160 DRS, Atlanta at a plus 150. Yeah, and also we're going to take a look just a few uh, moments here. Max Scherzer returning back to the mound to get one of those horses back. And also Jacob deGrom weaving his way through the minor league system. Also, they anticipate him being back in late July because that's the boost you needed. If you were to ask any Mets fan right now or even their front office or owner, Kevin, they're three and a half games up here as they sit right around the 4th of July. Knowing that they would have lost Scherzer and deGrom for basically the entire first half of the season, You'd have said, Kevin, absolutely. That is a dream scenario. Wow, we were playing great baseball. But what if I would have told you that you had built that up to a 10-game lead without those guys, and it's down to a three-and-a-half game lead? It's a different narrative right now, but the horses are coming back on the way. It's going to be fun to see between the Braves and the Mets who's going to take down this division. And DeGrom with a rehab start, struck out five of the six batters he faced. Those two get back. The Mets will be fine. A little Wimbledon as we close out hour one. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wimbledon is continuing to roll on. And the big news over the weekend, DRS, has to be those sweet attack. That 37-match uh, win streak snapped and really changes the way the outright board looks right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Is she was under plus 200 basically the entire way. No, she certainly was. Now, Simona Halep here, a plus 175 to win the women's draw here, followed by a plus 190, 7-1, 7-1, and 17-1. So you do have some pretty interesting topics here. If you look at those first three first three there with Halep, Jabour, and also Anisimova, how about that here? 7-1 and seven, or plus Russia. 190 and 7-1. to one. So you can cash in on some of these tickets here. And quite frankly, there's a lot of people still in the mix here on the women's side where we thought different people would be up top, ready to take it down like Swiatek. Not the case right now. We'll see how it pans out. Whenever a, a favorite of that status is removed from the top, it mm-hmm. really, really starts to shake things up and, and see kind of the way uh, it can play out. On the men's side of things, Novak remains the favorite. Minus 240, Nadal plus 460. Uh, Kygros won that match over the weekend against Sitapas uh, and is now plus 850. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I, did I not knock both of those? I mean, did I knock? Nailed it. I knocked both of those out of the park. Yeah, I mean, come on. Can't miss, won't miss. Here's the deal, though. Novak is in action today. First time you can catch him at under minus 1,000, Donnie. Cheap price. Minus nine fifty. My goodness, man. I mean, what, I mean, when is this guy Novak going to check in at like a minus two hundred number? Will it even exist? Yeah, see if he, get, he continues to climb. Also, take a look at Taylor Fritz, 27-1. to The young American here is going to take on Rafael Nadal. Maybe an upset in the making. Could we have a longer shot here as like a 27-1 to come into victory here? I don't know if it happens, but also keep in mind with Kyrgios out there. I mean, this guy's wearing Jordans out here, spitting at fans, cursing up a storm. Usually you don't see that out of tennis players, but the emotion. Just watch this guy for the emotional meltdown that he has on the court. Pretty interesting stuff. 
bringing the energy certainly uh, yeah. over in Wimbledon again that uh, minus 240 price they do have a little option of big guns versus the field Novak and Nadal combined minus 490 NBA Summer League Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, Reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.